Welcome to the Emotional Health Podcast. I'm Lucy, the host, and this podcast is designed to encourage and equip you in your emotional health through education, interviews, and real life experiences. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Emotional Health Podcast. I am so excited because today we've got the first interview episode. So you've heard me talk for the last couple of episodes and now you're going to hear someone else as well. And who better than to start with the person I live with, my husband, Samuel Draycott. So Sam is going to come on and he's going to share a bit about, you know, who he is and his experience of emotional health. And then of course he's going to share what he feels is five a day of his emotional health, um, what he aims to do in his day to look after his emotional health. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a great episode. And so hope you enjoy. I'm trying to think how to start. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've done the intro, I suppose you could do like a fake intro. Fake, yeah, just no, to like get your yeah, mind yeah, yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, we can just go with this. Hi, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Hello. This is our first it's, it's, interview episode. Yeah, it's very crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. I'm, I'm honoured to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, I've already recorded other interviews, but you will be the first one who comes on. So, That's great. thank you for coming on the podcast. I mean, not gonna lie. You didn't have much of a choice, <laughs> but you were up for it, which I, was good. I was, no, thank you very much. Good. I'm very excited. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Emotional Health Podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing well and you've enjoyed the first couple of episodes um, that I've been speaking. Um, we've just, from when we're recording this, we've had the first proper episode go out and people have been so kind about it and been really nice about it and it just I had a bit of a cry and was a bit emotional so thank you so much for making me cry everyone no it's, it's a good thing um, <laughs> happy tears happy tears Promise. happy tears um but yeah I'm really glad you've been enjoying it and yeah we got the first interview today and who else to start with than my housemate? <laughs> the, the unfortunate I, housemate. The person I've chosen to spend my life with, uh, my husband, Samuel Draycott. Hello there. Thank Hello. you very um, much. Thank you for coming on. Not I very at all. Much Thanks for having me. It. No, it's yeah. a real privilege. I have listened to the first one and it yeah. was very helpful, very good. Thank um, you. And so I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. So i should have prepped you a bit beforehand i realized we just kind of went into it but Sorry, that's kind of you know that's who you are you like to roll with it don't yeah. you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself who are you what do you do how would you describe yourself and then i'll just yeah. see if there's any more questions no, that are coming just, <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes hello everyone i am sam uh you may not have picked up but i'm married to lucy um yeah he is for what are we doing three almost three years now oh. three years and a month or so which is very is it three months and is what's the date today 24 yeah in literally a it's a month's, a month's time. time it's three yeah. years that's very exciting it's exciting um i we live in hove we do uh near hove's train station which is we love it around here very nice mm. i currently work as an estate agent trying to sell flats and houses uh in this wonderful city which i do enjoy um how long have you been doing that for i have been doing that for i think it's been about five and a half years wow which feels like, a, like yeah i know when you put it like maybe it's four and a half when did you start? No, it must be five and I a half. I think it is about it's five, five and a half. Yeah, because I I started just before my just after yeah just after my twentieth birthday. Yeah. And now I'm twenty five, and that was yeah. You'll so it must be about this year. Yeah. five and a half. Wow. She's been crazy. Gosh. Which and I can't quite believe. I know, and it's been a bit of a crazy time for being an estate agent over those five it, years. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> a lot's changed. Uh, Brexit yeah. and uh, Brexit, uh, the election, the pandemic. Um, the pandemic has been a weird time. Yeah. But how have you found through. it? What's what's how's the pandemic affected your job the past year? Well, it's you have to be a lot more conscious of who comes to view properties, so mm. you can't the way we're running it at the moment is we're literally only allowing one household in a property at once with us mm. um we can't really do open houses as much anymore because obviously it's not ideal having loads mm. of people in one space at one time um the mo it seems to be very busy at the moment mm -hmm. um i think everyone that was going to move either next year or the year before have decided to move this year they just kind of bottlenecked into this year mm. so it's just meant that we're very busy uh, which is good for business but 
who knows what the other side of this is going to look like. I know, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it is weird. And we just saw this morning that stamp duty is being extended Mm, again. So, so yeah, see what happens with that. That's cool. How... Why did you want to be an estate agent? Like, what what drew you to it? Uh, The flashy suits, I think. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, I think I always... um, I always like the idea of working with people and mm. I think I love getting to know new people, I love meeting new people, I find that very exciting and very energising, so mm. I think um, the thought of that always really drew me to it because you could literally spend a whole day of just meeting new different people, mm. finding a lot out about them, and one of the things I actually do when I do viewings or when I do valuations is actually just try and get to know the person a bit, Yeah. just to really understand who they are and how best really we can help them, um, mm. so I really enjoy that and I think that's what that's probably the underlying thing that drew me to the job, yeah. I think. That's cool. I like it. And have you enjoyed it? Yes, yeah, certainly been ups and downs, like I think there is with any job. But I think on the whole, it has been a really good learning experience. Mm. Um, certainly when I started, it was thrown in at the deep end, which mm. is always how I love it. So mm. um, that was always really great. And mm. I think there's been a lot, a lot has changed, I guess, for, for me personally and just for the job as well with the different roles that I've had and mm. now kind of being in a bit more of a management role it's um yeah it's very different to how I first started and yeah um the market's in a different place so yeah it's just very yeah. interesting I think looking back and reflecting but oh, on the whole it's been, it's been good great that sounds good and going back to my other question how would you describe yourself so for anyone who you know there'll be people listening who do know you who have the privilege of knowing you that's, yeah I know you. Um, that's the only compliment. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's no, it. More compliments. no more compliments. <laughs> um, but if there's anyone listening who don't know you, how would you describe yourself? Oh, that's a great question. I know. That's I'm, why I asked it. I know. But I, I don't know how to answer it. Oh, um, great. It's great for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to remain silent. <laughs> um, uh, how would I describe myself? I would describe myself... Uh, I so I don't tend to like sort of I don't tend to like reflecting back. I tend to like being sort of in in the moment and thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't li- I like to kind of reflect on what's happened because I don't know, I just don't like looking back at it really. Um mm. I think I, I get much more excited about thinking what's to come rather mm-hmm. than being like, Oh that was fun yesterday. I'd much yeah, rather yeah. be like, Oh I've got something really exciting tomorrow. Yeah. So I'd like to think of someone that looks ahead rather than behind. Mm. Is that okay? Wow, that's, I mean, that's very deep to describe <laughs> yourself. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, I quite like sports or like, you know, I'm someone who, like, who lives at the moment. Who... I thought this is, it's an emotional health podcast. I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd go I know, straight in with I the deep stuff. I wasn't expecting you to like You know me, jump, deep, jump but... in the deep end. <laughs> that is, that, to be honest, that does describe who you are. You are a jump in the deep end kind of person. <laughs> and I'm someone who are like, step in the shallow end, but you know what? <laughs> Down the little steps. Literally. Like, wade a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's a bit chilly. I think I'm going to step back out again. <laughs> Warm up a bit with the towel. Then give it another go. <laughs> yeah, and you are literally the jump in the deep end. Cannonball person. in the deep end. Yeah. Um, but they both have very different strengths. They do. They do. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I'm also, I'd like to think I enjoy sport. I like <laughs> watching sport, if we're going to go back to this topic. Go back to sport. I like to spend time with friends. Does that include me? I think so. Yeah, yeah I'd class okay, you as a friend. Great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you were my best friend. <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> uh, we are friends. Yeah. I think. Great. No, no, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Um, nice. And how you, would you grow- sorry, oh, sorry, carry on. No, you can ask. Go I was going to ask, how would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? I would describe myself as an introvert, um, and you would be an extrovert. Yep. So that's quite funny. We often have times like literally about an hour ago, I came back from a walk with my mum, and I said to Sam, I just need some time by myself. Like, I will literally just tell Sam, can you not talk to me for about half an hour? And then we can talk on the podcast. Yeah, half, yeah. A, more, half an hour to an hour. It was it? about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> just don't talk to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah. It's all right. That's cool. Yeah. You just, you love being around people. You get energised by do. being around people. I do. Yeah. Do you think that's because you grew up with three younger siblings? You're the oldest of four. Do I, you think it's part of being in a busy sort of household mm, growing up? I do think so. I think mm. there was always... Growing up, there was always noise and there was always stuff yeah. around, and even to the point where, 
my bedroom was like on the on the road side of the house mm. so even when I was in my room there'd always be cars going past and it was like a reasonably busy road mm. so it was always quite interesting to um yeah to think yeah. about that but yeah, yeah I think definitely there was always something going on in the house mm. always yeah some sort of commotion yeah it's interesting because actually yes yeah, so you grew up with three younger siblings and I grew up with just one younger sibling mm. we're both the eldest high five yes yeah high five high five for eldest um and I think maybe yeah, that's because I'm really introverted. Maybe it's because it's my house wasn't as busy or you know not as much like in and, in and outs kind of mm. going on. Um, but I did yeah, I was quite busy sometimes. But um, yeah, I don't know if that. I, see, I think as well because you there's quite a big age gap between you and your brother. Yeah. So there actually, is, there would yeah. have been you know whereas for us it's like two years. Yeah. Between each one. Yeah. Um, ish. Yeah. Um, and I think that just meant that we were always very similar in terms of steps in life yeah it's true yeah um, whereas you guys were quite obviously quite different yeah we're about four and a half years difference which yeah. is quite a big age gap yeah mm. yeah um so we're obviously here on the podcast to talk about emotional health um <gasps> is that why we're here yeah <laughs> not just having a chat not just having a good chat i know it feels like well our favorite podcast to listen to oh, yeah. is i won't I won't say the name because technically it's a bit of a story, but it's Chris and Roby Ramsey's uh, podcast. If you haven't already, definitely go check it out because it's honestly like, if you want a bit of a laugh, they are the people to go to. It's funny. But do you think this is what it's like for them to sit down and, yeah, because they, they kind of started it because they were like wanting the space that to kind true, of actually. sit down and chat. But obviously you're not weekly going to come on the podcast, but... You know, fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, it must be actually yeah that's cool anyway um, emotional health yes that is why you're on the podcast come yeah. and talk about it mm. and you know obviously I wanted you on first because you know you're my husband and I love you and I think you've got some great things to share um, but also because I mean from we've, we've spoken about this before and you can expand us a little bit but you would say you've always been quite a steady person in your emotions and mm. how you feel yeah you're not someone who's felt that you particularly struggled with your mental health or needed extra support for it so you haven't needed to go to counseling and stuff but you recognize the importance of mm. talking about it um yeah would you agree with what i've just said i think so yeah definitely yeah. like i never like growing up it was never really something that I'd ever needed to think about yeah it was always just very much like I'll just tick along I'll keep going along with life just step step by step by step um and I think that probably plays slightly into what I was saying before about you know looking ahead rather than reflecting on behind because I Mm. think if I think when I reflect back there's sometimes things I dwell over and then that I don't know brings my brings my emotional state down a little bit I don't know yeah. yeah That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've you've always been quite, you know. I've always reflected it on as part of you, and I think it's got its positives and negatives, like anything really does. You know, you have a very good ability to. I think your resilience is quite high. You've got a very good ability to bounce back from something. So you know, when you've had a hard day at work, you might come home and chat about it for a bit, but then actually you're able to move on from it mm. quite quickly. And I think that ability to move on from something quite quickly can, I think, has often helped you feeling mm. emotionally better. But I also mm. think sometimes it might mean that actually you don't properly reflect on actually how hard something might mm. be, mm. or actually that it might have affected you more than you allowed yourself to realise. Definitely, suppose. yeah, I th- yeah. I think as well. So I think actually th- this time of pandemic, like for mm. a lot of people, has actually caused me to go to actually, I guess, face a lot of the emotional mm. health stuff. So like, definitely back in lockdown two mm. I suddenly noticed I was like oh actually I'm this is actually really hard mm. I, and I never really particularly gone through something like that because I think before I would have been able to go out be with friends yeah um and spend time hanging out with other people just almost to I don't use the word distract but it would help refocus yeah. I guess in some yeah. ways um and, but I think actually back in lockdown too, all of that, it was dark, it was cold. Mm. Back in November, I was like, oh, I'm just done with all of this. Mm. And so I think that at that time, I guess, caused me to face a lot of what I was yeah. thinking or maybe haven't had to process before. Yeah. And I think, we, yeah, we spoke about this before, about, you know, sometimes you take a while to realise mm. how you're feeling. Mm. Um, and you won't probably, like, it might be that, it's a couple of weeks and you're like oh actually I've not been doing so good mm. whereas me it's kind of it's, I feel like it's very obvious when I know well I'm not yeah. doing so good yeah um and I'm able to 
say that quite yeah. quickly whereas mm-hmm. for you it takes that little bit longer mm-hmm. um so yeah so you don't particularly feel like it's never been something where you you've particularly struggled with but you know i guess it's do you think part of it is i guess when we were growing up we're mid-20s and i think mental health has definitely been more talked about freely i think especially mm. more in the last 10 years and so i guess like growing up or being early teens or you know childhood i don't did you ever really think about your mental health in that way in the same way we almost you know we're aware of our physical health when we're growing up mm. but do you think you were ever aware of talking about your mental health definitely not really um, yeah. like it what didn't even didn't even cross my mind i don't think no. that there was this other thing than physical health yes there was yeah. something called mental health i was like what on earth does that look yeah, like yeah, How, yeah. is that just like brain training exercises yeah. <laughs> or like is it more than that and I never yeah I literally never I don't think I ever thought about it mm. um and I suppose that's probably because I, I sometimes I never needed to because yeah. my emotional health as you said had always I feel been relatively steady mm. so I was never on big low points or big high mm. points I think I was always very steady so it didn't I had no need mm. to assess my own mental health mm. um and it probably, yeah, it probably wasn't until really, like, late teens that I really started, I guess, being more aware of it. Mm. And even then it was like, oh, it's this thing which we should probably be aware of. Mm. Um, but I yeah. never properly thought about it. So Yeah, it's interesting because when I reflect back on it, I think you're right. I think, you know, we talk about emotions growing up as children and we talk, but we, not in the sense of not in the sense of the way we talk about it now Mm. or being aware of certain things. And I don't particularly remember having like, you know, big conversation. I remember about, you know, I think you're often called, you know, I often was called sensitive Mm. or over emotional Mm. or, you know, and that, and I think that those kind of words can make you feel that what you're feeling isn't valid because it's like, Oh, it's just, I'm feeling this way because I'm sensitive. Mm. So, and sensitive was given a real, negative impact and actually I talk about this with my clients quite a lot they they often we talk, when we talk about strengths and weaknesses they often say that one of their weaknesses is being sensitive and I sort of ask them okay well, but can mm. we change the meaning of the word sensitive to actually mean a really positive thing because yeah. if you're sensitive it's likely that you're better you're probably a better friend you're probably aware yeah. of your emotions aware of other people's emotions and um I guess the kind of words that we use that maybe we're more aware of nowadays to not, you know, if someone's crying, you know, not to call them sensitive or Mm. not to make them feel like they're overreacting Mm. or something. Mm. But I think I only really started thinking about my own mental health. I think when I I started experiencing quite um, significant anxiety when I was 18, Mm. I remember I was away for a weekend somewhere and I had a panic attack. And I didn't know what was going on. Didn't know, like, I was terrified to leave my room. I was, yeah, really scared. And I just, I was having this, one of my first panic attacks. And yeah, it was it was really strange. And you didn't, didn't quite know what was going on or what mm. the language was around mm. it. And I think since then, it's, yeah, obviously, I think, hopefully people are more aware of those mm. things. Um, I think it's amazing how far society mm. in general has come in the last even six seven years yeah, yeah, yeah. actually how more aware people are of that yeah and i can see you know obviously knowing you reasonably well mm. um i can see why <laughs> people may describe you as being sensitive but yeah. i think that's actually just being in tune with how you feel mm. you know you're you're very good at kind of i guess assessing others emotions mm. um and i suppose that's why you've probably been in the job you have been for a while <laughs> um no, knowing and unpacking how other people feel yeah. i think that's i can certainly see that in you yeah. and see how that's actually a positive um yeah as well. and it's definitely being aware of i think you know i think the word sensitive in itself is not a bad word but mm. i think it can be used in a bad context like you can people use it as something that they're saying oh you're just so sensitive and maybe they use it as a way to deflect off themselves you know i think it's often come when someone's upset about something someone's done and then that person the one being accused of whatever says oh you're just being so sensitive and then that makes you feel bad for ever thinking that like oh how i'm feeling is not okay or that Mm. actually that that what that person did is fine i'm just being sensitive about it and you definitely got to be aware like i'm aware I've had to grow a lot of resilience over the years of, you know, being okay if I face have criticism or, you know, understanding and knowing that not everyone is going to like me and not every, you know, and, but also being okay, the fact that it's okay if I cry at, I don't know, a 
TikTok video or a you dog know, being a, happy. A dog being happy or <laughs> you know, like if I cry when, you know, someone hurts my feelings, that's okay mm. because actually at the end of the day they shouldn't have hurt my feelings. Yeah. yeah. But and I but I think it is being aware of your own I guess with your own mental health it of your own I guess your own boundaries and your own awareness of how much you can take on and mm. and that's good and someone like you maybe can take on more than I can um but yeah that that all depends on different things mm. and I yeah I imagine we talked about you know there's limitations to you feeling like I'm just sort of steady all the time because actually maybe I think you especially in our relationship you've had to work on understanding and noticing my triggers and understanding my emotions when I'm you know let's say about to go into a depressive episode or Mm -hmm. I'm having a panic attack Mm -hmm. and that's just through learning Mm -hmm. and that's what I've always really admired about you is that you know even though you yourself maybe you're not naturally like in tune with other people's emotions but you've learned to do that and I think you've come such a long way and I think you can like it's not like you're like if someone was crying in front of you, you wouldn't be like, oh, what's that? Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do I do with this crying Yeah, yeah, person? yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it's, um, like, as you say, I think it's something which traditionally, because I'm not someone that, as I say, is highly emotional and I don't have those big ups and big downs. So I think it took me a while to recognise and learn that. Mm. Um, and I probably got it wrong a lot of times. Still get it wrong probably as well. But I think we actually do, being, I think being as close, so close to you, yeah. someone that has those ups and those downs, I see it firsthand. And yeah. So therefore, I find that yeah. I find it helpful to learn. And yeah. you know, I always want to learn and get yeah. get better at seeing yeah. and, and how best to help people in those moments yes, as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing a bit more about kind of you know your experiences of it um and you know you've always you know you you're still even though like i said it's not something you particularly feel like you struggled with but you're aware that it affects you and Mm. you're aware of the importance of it absolutely um you (laughs) (laughs) you just kind of trailed off your sentence (laughs) and then you looked at me as if to say go on say something (laughs) 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 i'm waiting (laughs) we're doing it with your husband um you said you had a question for me i do have a question for you um because i was thinking about obviously over the last i guess seven as i say there's been greater awareness over the last we could say 10 years it's been a bit broader because it's probably become more and more people become more and more aware and I guess also like part of us is when we're growing up it's called our own knowledge and understanding Mm. of things like we're Mm. not saying that mental health has suddenly become a thing in the last 10 years I just think our language around talking about Mm. it has changed Mm. and I think there is less stigma not it's not gone Mm. Um, I think there's still you know sorry I'm ending up talking again no 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 off off the back of that this isn't the question I want to ask but there's another one but I I thought that Um, why do you think that is why do you think over the last 10 years there has become that greater awareness that's such a good question I think I think lots of things. I think generally as we develop as a society and we become aware of different things, um, I think, you know, our understanding of mental health has developed mm. and grown. I think there's been a greater awareness of the importance of early intervention with mental health. And to be honest, I think it's just brave people standing up and saying, hey, like, this mm. isn't, like, this is something that's going on. I still remember... Um, when I was sort of late teens and Zoella was the YouTuber who's sort of taught, she's been very vocal on mental health and stuff. And I still remember the first time that she put out a video about her anxiety and experiencing Mm -hmm. panic attacks. And I remember that being one of the first times I sort of was aware of someone of notable significance talking about something like that. And it not being, you know, like something... I'm trying to find the right words. It's basically something, just someone so normal in a way. And obviously, you know, she was she was still quite famous at that time. But she was very brave, I think, in coming forward and talking about it because I just wasn't aware of many people talking about just generalised anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I was aware of people, re- you know, but you, I'd often think of mental health and I'd, you'd often think of a mental health, a mental institution, or mm-hmm. you would think of 
someone who has gone, you know, um, putting in quotation marks here crazy or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Instead of actually, oh, this is just something where someone seems seemingly okay and actually they're not. And mm. I think, you know, I think it's when people are brave and they are taking down the kind of mask they're putting up mm. and actually being brave enough to say, hey, this is, I'm str- I struggle with this, yeah. but it, it can be kept a secret. Mm. Like, mm. it's almost like it could be hidden. And I think the more people who kind of let you behind the curtain, mm. I suppose, um, I, d- I guess it's just part of those, those people's experiences and then, you know, allowing more people to talk about it. I think the greater importance we put on it in schools and stuff, the more we talk mm. about it, I think that opens it up a bit. But I think... I think a lot of it is seeing, you know, when people from of notable significance in our society or people who are famous or that kind of thing, I think that does make a difference. You know, when um, sort of it was uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton, they put out, you know, they started at the mental health tech service and, you know, the importance of talking about your mental health. And um, yeah, so I think lots of lots of things contribute mm. to that. I don't think there's one significant thing that, that makes a difference, but I think it all starts from one person, you know. It kind of goes like the Me Too movement, for yeah. example. Not that we weren't aware of those things before, but it really kind of, you know, when someone mm. was brave enough to, to speak up, it inspired other people to speak up. Mm. So I think it's probably, you know, lots of notable people maybe taking that, whether they're famous or not, basically. And I think yeah. it really does start within your own groups and your own mm. social circles, mm. you know, because then that, that trickles out into society. Um, and so I think the more people who can be brave enough to say, hey, I'm struggling, mm. the more it will inspire other people to be able to say that same thing too. And then that changes the language of it because it's no longer then seen as something that, yeah, only some people struggle with, but mm. actually a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you... This is the question I want to ask. Okay, great. This is what I was thinking about. Um, what do you think has had the largest negative impact on people's emotional health? So what... What? Yeah, what do you think it is? Do you think there's any specific My factors goodness. that... Go on? Sam hasn't even prepped me for these, and these are like, you know, I can write a dissertation on this. Um... Let's have a think. Okay, so what do you think, to reiterate what you're asking me, what do you think has had the biggest negative impact yeah. on people's emotional health? Yeah, but like bar the pandemic. Bar that, the, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Probably yeah but like, I guess over, yeah. okay, we'll take the last 10 years again. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any anything in particular that mm-hmm. has caused a negative impact mm. on people's emotional health? Mm-hmm. And what do you think kind of the significance and largest of those are? Yeah, I think... It's it's a I re, there'll be lots of different things and obviously everyone has their own unique circumstances mm. that cause you know different things and I think obviously a clip of one that probably everyone's going to expect me to say is social media and I think absolutely the rise of social media has definitely had negative effects. Um, there's been some recent studies that have been a real mixture of, mm. you know, I understand that actually some people are saying social media has really affected them in a negative way and actually some people feel like it hasn't. Mm. Um, but I think what it's not necessarily social media itself that I don't, you know, I definitely think an increase in screen time can make you feel more lethargic and not renew your mind in the way it needs yeah. from a biological perspective. But I think what social media has done is it's increased the kind of feeling of FOMO or comparison. Yeah. And I think, you know, social media in itself is not not an evil it's not a bad thing and you know we all use it and well most of us do and it's but it's important for you to not feel you are it's in control of you again Mm. it's coming back to do you feel in control of your social media do you feel are you able to not pick up your phone for a day you know are you aware of those things but it it is that sense of oh that person's you know hanging out with these people and i wasn't invited Mm. why wasn't i invited Mm oh that person's just got engaged mm. I wish I was engaged mm. oh that person just had a baby like should I be having a baby right now or you know I think it increases that and I think you know a lot of people actually I talk to friends and clients and they say you know one of the things of the pandemic that they found that has actually helped them in a weird way is they don't have to worry about FOMO mm. like they know that everyone's just at home and mm. they know and they're actually quite worried for when 
you know, part they quite like the fact they're not having to worry about who's hanging out without it's me. Interesting. Yeah. And who's going to be? Am I going to be left out? Because they know everyone's that. Well, you should be at home anyway. Mm. Um, and then you know, I think already that we've just had an announcement at the time of recording of kind of a bit of a roadmap out of lockdown. And you know, there's a date that's being thrown out June twenty first. Was it June twelfth? Yeah, twenty first. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend, and she was like, "I'm already sort of." worried about that date i'm worried that no one's gonna want to see me i'm Mm, worried that mm. i'm not going to be invited to something Mm. and i think you know i think social media can increase that because you obviously see your friends doing things and so i think that's had a negative impact definitely on our on our emotional health um not just teenagers but also i think adults and you know i think it's or like, you know, I mean, it's the typical one where you see your Karens on Facebook kind of thing. And you, you know, like, you know, that sort of cycle of negative talk, you yeah. know, between people or arguing on Facebook posts and that sort of thing. And again, it gives just social media sometimes gives you the ability to say something that you would never say mm-hmm. to someone in person. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously that element of it and cyber cyberbullying and all of that. And that's got that's its own own sort of thing. But I think also a big thing that I'm aware of is just our society's, I guess, it's, I'm trying to find the right words, the hustle culture, mm. I was, I think, to say. Um, I've been really reflecting on that, especially in the last couple of years, of how much we are very, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as a society, you know, it's, and it starts really from when we start school. Mm. You know, we're mm. constantly being tested. Mm. We're constantly being graded. Mm. You know, we're told time, time again, your GCSEs are really important. Your A-levels are really important. Yeah. If you don't do well in this, yeah. you've got no future. Like, mm. you know, they might not literally say it like that, but they they basically imply that. Yeah. And that's that's a lot to be put on mm. you as a, mm. as a young person, as a teenager. As a child, even, you're aware of that. You know, I remember being so aware of my grades and worrying and, you know, and then, you know, if you do well in something, there's been more pressure to keep that up. And if you don't do as well in something, it's very much, oh, what happened there? Why didn't you do so good? And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't do so good. (laughs) Just leave me alone. And I think there's so much pressure. And then I think that continues. I think we've we've got a society where the standard at the moment where people are seen as you know working full time is working five days a week sometimes like your job for example is working eight till six mm-hmm. monday to friday mm-hmm. and then you basically just get two days off and then you're back in the grind again and you know i mean we definitely got better annual leave and benefits in some countries in the world but i still think that you know pressure to be having in quotations a normal job um and that kind of culture of you know oh people look down if you're working part-time or if you adjust your hours in order to you know actually just not have your whole life revolve around your work Mm. and your job Mm. and I think it's burnt people out Mm. and I think people I think there are employers not all employers of course but I think there are employers who just don't take mental health into very serious consideration but they do if it works for them Mm. it's very much that kind of let us know we're here for you that kind of thing and then if you suggest oh actually can i adjust my hours like oh it doesn't really work and Mm. you know there's not Mm. much flexibility unless it works for them and i think people can feel a bit just a bit stuck Mm. in life Mm. where they just feel like it's it's a bit like groundhog day it's i know we kind of jokes about groundhog day sort of in context of the pandemic but i think also we can have that feeling at work as well where it's Mm. just the same thing day in and day out and that just makes me really sad Mm. because and i think that impacts people's mental health not i don't think necessarily like you know a traumatic event that causes you to suddenly spiral down yeah but i think it's gradual yeah and i think suddenly you realize you look you take a moment and you realize oh gosh and I think that's why sometimes people find it hard to take annual leave or mm. take time off because when you stop and you rest you realise oh flip I was really tired mm. or I was really yeah, stressed 100%. or really anxious um, so I think the, I think especially for, that one of my biggest frustrations is that especially at young people that too much pressure is put on them mm. that we expect them to do 10 to 12 GCSEs when they only need 5 or that you know they're, they're constantly just worrying about what letter or grade or number they're being given. And it's like, we are, I, I think we're having a bit of an identity crisis in a way and we're having to relearn that actually we are not 
our identity is not found in those mm. things. They're not found in our performances or our stats or, you know, we're not numbers. We're human beings mm. who, you know, and I just think, I think there needs to be a bit more flexibility in society. And I think if everyone just kind of took a bit of a breather <laughs> and, you know, like slowed down a bit yeah. and was not rushing as much and you know wasn't everything wasn't so fast paced or having to catch up and keep going I think it feels like sometimes we're on a treadmill going really fast mm. and we can't seem to mm. stop it mm. and I think if we just slowed down a bit I think that would really help us but that that's just my opinion on what yeah, yeah. it's really interesting what you're saying I think just there when you, when you look at society it's almost like society is geared up to the pursuit of money rather than the pursuit of happiness in some mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. I think actually rather than thinking about okay what's going to make me happy it's like actually what's going to earn me the most money yeah. and I think that that is what a lot of society is geared up towards mm. um, which obviously for businesses it, it does make sense yeah. but at the same time you've, you've I think you've also you can have all the money in the world but still not be very happy yeah. and I think it, it, it comes on to what's I guess just what's important to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Your own priorities. Because people would pursue money thinking, okay, once I get this, I'll be mm. happy. Um, they, they kind of yeah. pursue, they think they 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 think by pursuing money is going to end up with happiness. Yeah. Um, and I and think the, 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 way, yeah. the awareness now that that isn't the case, yeah, I think, as well, is a growing awareness. And I think, you know, we won't talk about money too much, but I think, you know, obviously poverty is a huge thing in this mm. country. And I think, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy, but there's a definite sense of, you know economical you know health what's the word you know just being economically well off kind of thing or just you know being able to you know earn your living kind of thing that does make a difference like you know they can be comfortable knowing i don't have to worry if i have to pay my heating bill yeah i I don't have to choose between food or the electric you Mm. know and Mm. that's the actual questions that people constantly asking themselves and i think you know but i think yeah so lots of things I think impact our mental health basically Mm. and Mm. I think it's different for each person and but I think there's some wider societal things that we need to look at and decide actually is this the way to do it and I think sometimes it takes some people a bit like with the rise of awareness of mental health people to say actually I'm going to go against the grain here Mm. and say actually I'm choosing not to and sometimes that takes a lot of courage because you might feel so tempted to be like oh it'd just be easier if I just went along what everyone Mm. else is doing Mm. you know it's hard when I see people you know doing this thing and I know that that's not right for me but I it's harder to mm, go against mm, doing that mm. um or having to have that conversation you know when I to be able to it, grow my photography business and grow this podcast I went down a couple of yeah. days at my normal main well-being job no not completely but and you know some a lot of people were really positive about it but then you still have to you know you feel I feel like I have to prove myself mm to fill in oh you know I work two days in my main sort of you know constant earnings job and my other days I'm trying to grow these businesses and you feel like you do have to prove yourself and I'm Mm. like why do I have to feel like I prove mymyself Mm. to prove Mm. that I'm not lazy or to prove that I'm not all those things and I think I think that's a sense that a lot of people carry Mm. with them and maybe don't ever just stop and reflect and think actually is this the way I want to be going with my life definitely um great well, I was not expecting to talk about all of that. <laughs> so I hope, guys, that was a bit helpful. And, you know, that's kind of why I want these kind of podcast interviews, because I think it's good to have these conversations. Mm. Um, but, see, one of the things I wanted to do with having people come on the podcast is I explained in the previous episode about how important it is to constantly be doing things to look after our emotional health. And so one of the things we... I want to ask you is what would you say is your five a day so what's your five things you'd like to be doing to on a regular basis to look after your own emotional health and as we talked about these can change and it could be a whole big things but I just thought it's great to have people on hear some examples of things that they do to look after their emotional health so should we take a quick pause Sam and then we can come back and hear about your five a day sounds great lovely here's a little bit of jingle music Sorry, I was just getting up. You're just, just getting up. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> just like, it's really Literally, we just went, right, ready to start? Yeah, yeah, ready to start. Start recording. And then he literally just gets up and starts doing star jumps. <laughs> what the heck? Okay, I'm ready now. I'm back down. I just, just need to get the, you know, the, the energy going. Absolutely. Well, Please continue. Uh, I, I, are you ready? Are you all good? 
I am ready. Great, great. Okay, well, let's just kick straight into it. Don't you dare. Um, <laughs> what would you say is one of your first five a day for you? So I think one of my first five a day, um, and this kind of developed... Uh, over lockdown is just getting a morning routine in place Mm. I think that really helps me so like getting up um, what I started to try and do in the new year in January was I really tried to get up go for a run a couple of times a week Mm -hmm. come back um, read my bible have a coffee make breakfast shower get ready and go to work and now that would take like just it normally takes sort of just under two hours so it's quite like a long morning Mm. routine and even if I only did one or two steps of that I just found that actually it was really helpful Mm. just to kind of center and start the day Mm -hmm. very similarly and it was I guess it was something I could do quite comfortably and easily every day without having to think too much about it yeah and I could yeah I found that really helpful yeah to do and that's kind of I guess the start of the day one of my first Mm. day one of my first yeah yeah thing to do a day yeah yeah, that's really good. And have you noticed a difference from when you started doing that? Yeah. How it's how it's helped you or impacted? Definitely. It just it helps me just focus mm. the start of the day. It helps me really kind of get in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I get to work, I'm, I don't really have time to kind of settle in and kind of get build myself up for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to kind of get to work and be ready to go. Yeah. And deal with the madness that ensues after that. Yeah. I can't really, I can't really sit down, spend time, sort of make myself start the day slowly at work. I kind of have to do that here, yeah. so that when I get to work, I'm ready to go. So yeah, I found yeah. that, really, that yeah. really helps me. That's cool. That's great. And was it a bit of trial and error? Do you think to like work out what what's good for you and what you like putting in your morning routine? And yeah, I think it just develops quite. I felt it developed quite naturally. Yeah, I mean, in lo- in lockdown, I just started doing more bit more fitness stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, you and were then I started. For a while, yeah, I was you? furloughed yeah. for a while, so I started doing more fitness. And then off the back of that, I was like, oh, I've actually got time now to make breakfast. I yes, never really made yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Whereas now I've like I spend time mm. making breakfast every morning. What's your fave breakfast to make? Well, it, try most days. Yeah. I try and have my uh, brown bread. Yeah. Well, toasts, brown toast with avocado and eggs on it. Oh, nice. And salt and pepper. Very nice. I try and have that every day. Yeah. Except for Fridays. Because we've run out of avocados by Friday. <laughs> Fr- Fridays I go for the marmite and egg. Oh and yes, toast. you do, don't you? It's quite nice, you know. Keep yeah. keeps me on my toes. Yeah, we get through a lot of eggs. We do. We do. Yeah. Especially when you're baking as well. Especially when I'm making. Oh, I'm going to bake cookies after this as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to put them in the freezer for a little bit, the batter, so that it like apparently that really helps cookies when you put them the batter in the freezer yeah, for a little bit. It like brings out the taste or something, but I'm gonna put the oven on and put a couple in just so it satisfies. Them you know, I was like just crazy. thinking that I was like, at least you, you like when you bake cookies, they're meant to get warmer. They're not meant to get colder by putting them in the freezer. Um, but I trust your methods. Yeah. You, you always make great it's cookies, a, um, so I trust you. It's um, a Martha um, recipe from um, Bake Off. Uh-huh. Bake Off Martha. Sorry, I can't remember her last name. I have no idea who she is, but <laughs> I presume she's, she's on Bake good. Off. She lives in Brighton, I think. Anyway. Carrying on. Um, so I'm going to make her cookies. You're going to make her cookies? <laughs> That's very generous of you. <laughs> Do you know where she lives? You're going to drop her off as well? Oh my gosh, that would be so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm make her cookies. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on to number two. Number two, what have you got written down? Uh, what have I got written down? Oh, I think just um, number two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've just baked you some. Co- it was Martha, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've just baked some cookies. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Carry on. So my second one. <laughs> oh dear me. We've done one. We've got a long. We've got four more to go. Okay, I'm not going to look at you for a sec. What's number two? So the second. <laughs> So the second one mm-hmm. is something which I think I've done a lot more in lockdown because mm. I've obviously been at home a lot more and that is just generally kind of gaming online with friends. Yeah, nice. I think growing up, I did that a bit anyway. Yeah. Um, and actually, obviously what you what we tended to do was then obviously meet in person and also yeah, game, yeah, but actually yeah. now you can't see 
other people yeah that social interaction where you would normally go over to a friend's house was all yeah. just moved online yeah, yeah, and i yeah. found that for me has been really really helpful mm. um even just growing up like even yeah. over the years that's been yeah. really really great um and actually certainly in this time it's been really oh, i love doing it yeah, I, yeah, and, yeah. and it's not just the gaming itself it is actually doing it with friends mm-hmm. but that sense of progression doing something yeah. with other people um, and it's fun it, well. and it is fun yeah. and I love it yeah, yeah I really do love it and I think and what was interesting when I looked at my sort of five a day three of them involved doing stuff with other people yeah it's interesting um, was one of my reflections I had when looking back at them yeah um, but I thought that was quite interesting yeah, but yeah game, gaming with friends and I think it's that team aspect of just having fun together yeah. not taking ourselves too seriously yeah 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 um I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it's a real stress reliever as well. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think it's just really important that we find ways just to have fun. Just like escapism, yeah. you know, in some ways. Yeah, it's literally it's, just yeah. completely, just think about something almost completely meaningless in yeah, so many yeah, ways. Yeah. But it's it means so much. It's meaningless, but it also means a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I like that. That's good. Okay, number three. Number three. Um, doing, I think, just general fitness. Yeah. Um, so when... Uh, I love playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started running again. Like when I got injured, when I hurt my foot, sort of a couple of years ago now, mm. I really struggled not playing football yeah, and not doing social sports with people. Mm. Um, and I, and I, th- on reflection, I was like, actually, that re- I found it really difficult yeah, time not yeah. being able to do that. And it's now now my foot's a lot better. It's one of the things I'm really excited to do yes, coming out yeah. of lockdown and pandemic is actually being able to do social sports again with yeah. in teams with people um and just get keeping fit getting fit yeah i'm really looking forward to I it i love that how did you hurt yourself um which one which injury are you referring to honestly everyone sam always just has something wrong with him all the time <laughs> like there'll be some new thing and yeah it's the it's now when I tell you it. Th- there's over the years it's just become less and less concern oh, like yeah, I think when absolutely. we first got together you were like oh no maybe you should look at doing this or like go see the doctor about this um, <laughs> and, I, and I remember reacting being like oh no it'll be fine I'll just it'll just get better and heal and now now you're, like, now you're just like oh okay <laughs> Girl, it'll get better and I'm like no you need to show more concern I've now gone yeah, the opposite I know, um, I know how did I injure this time it was I yeah I got kicked in the side of my foot um, yeah, that was quite painful yeah uh, it was by accident it wasn't intentional it was by accident <laughs> well. um, playing football and uh, yeah it basically just it. I think it tore some of the muscle in my foot and then it healed but now I'm still just doing sort of rehab stuff with it where yeah. I've got to do stretches and exercises with it just to get it yeah. back up strong again so yeah. that, that was that injury yeah won't talk about all the other ones that'll just be boring this that'll be a that would be like a, a series full of <laughs> podcasts maybe you could uh, title each episode different injury absolutely yeah that'll be not not interesting to listen to um there's some great <laughs> stories there that was a great shot today um yeah absolutely so playing sports and yeah, yeah you, you used to play a lot of rugby growing up didn't you mm. and um Second, yeah, yeah football's a big one now. yeah yeah um yeah, no, definitely. I, I actually, when I watch, like rugby was one of those games where you can't really just like pick it up and play it in the park with friends. Mm. And I, and in some ways, I, I really miss it because it was. I think it's just the physical aspect of it, yeah. just the the brute strength that you have to try and put out. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, the raw elements of it. I quite yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do miss playing that. But yeah. I probably won't play it because knowing me, I'll probably get injured in the first day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but football, yeah, I love yeah. playing football. That's cool. I can't wait to play again. Are we on to number four or number three? We are not. That was number three. That's we are now three. on to number Great. four. Um, and I think it's just playing musical instruments, mm-hmm. um, playing part of as a uh, playing as part of a band, mm-hmm. um, practicing musical instruments. Um, I think just all of the just around music I yeah, think. yeah yeah I guess as a creative outlet I really yeah. enjoy and for me that that really does sort of fill me up and um, certainly when you're part of a band when you're playing with other people and you just mm. kind of hit that you hit that groove together yeah. and there's just something really special about that <laughs> groove hit the groove hit the you groove. know <laughs> what word would you use I don't know um probably something along those lines <laughs> just, just feels like it's kind of like a bit of a dad thing to say like 
hit the groove. <laughs> and I, I you're mean, like, all right, all right, lads, we're gonna hit the groove. <laughs> hit the groove. <laughs> hit the jam. Hit the beat. Hit when, the we're, beat. when we're all on beat together. Yeah, absolutely. What um what musical instruments do you play? Um, regularly, I would normally play the drums and I play guitar. Yeah. Um, but then growing up, I did learn a bit of piano. Um, I played the ukulele for a little bit as you well. Did. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I do. Just, I just love it, and and I think that's it. I think I love learning new, different things about the different instruments. Like even if you know, I find a new instrument, I'm like, oh, how does this work? How? Mm. What's the best way that you can make a great noise from this instrument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always loved that. Love that. Interesting. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, you've always been very good at picking up just new instruments and learning it and playing it and yeah that, that's always been a very admirable quality of yours thank you um yeah you would cool. you should say it was annoying did i well no as in like you were annoyed that i could do it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i am terrible at you know i used to play piano but i just can't anymore i can literally only remember chopsticks now um and yeah um yeah so i um kind of jealous but I appreciate it it's good thank yeah. you that's very kind yeah and then are we on to the last one we are on okay. to the last one What's so the last one I struggled with the last one a bit I think because mm. I, I was trying to reflect on what yeah I guess the whole point of this is really what mm. does help me and I think there's one of the things we've spoken about before that if I've had a busy day at work mm-hmm. and I've done you know it's been really tough and I come back, one of the most helpful things I can do is actually just cook dinner. Yeah. Because, I, I, again, I don't want to... It helps distract me. Yeah. But I think, equally, it helps me refocus on something else. Yeah. Um, and I think it... By the time I finish dinner, usually mm-hmm. the whole rough day I've tended to just forgotten about. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. tends to just be past me. So yeah. I really find that helpful, actually, coming home, if it has been tough, mm. cooking dinner focusing my mind on creating something and doing something new and yeah. you know the recipes we get I always try and change them up somehow yeah. um, to make them just different or yeah. and, that, and that actually helps me exercise some sort of different creative aspect which yeah. I find really helps me yeah do you have any favourites that you like to cook oh it's a great question I actually don't know I love mm. cooking so many different things I mean I like quick meals, <laughs> uh, but then I like meals that don't require too much chopping. Oh, interesting. Because you know, when you like, because I don't feel that's very productive. Well, I think for a lot of people, they actually chopping's their favourite bit because it's quite therapeutic. Yeah, see, I, I, I think I look forward to eating it so much yeah, okay. that actually the chopping stage is still very early on in the cooking process. Yeah. So I'm like, I just want to be eating this food now. Yeah. And also, like, I get hungry. Although to be fair, I do eat bits as I go. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it when there's like red pepper in the menu in the dish. Yeah, you're a bit obsessed with peppers. I think it's because it's very easy to eat, and it's like it's quite a nice, tasty thing to eat raw. Yeah. What's your favourite colour pepper? I really like the orange. Really. Yeah. That's quite. Isn't it orange a little bit bitter, or is that the green one? No, the green ones are like basically an apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the green ones just yeah. It's just like an apple with nice clothing on. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just dressed a bit what differently. You mean? <laughs> well, I think a green pepper. Oh, looks... I think a pepper looks worse than an apple. What? I think an apple looks more fancy. No, I think a green yeah. pepper does. Well, like a green apple or. A green pepper yeah I still think a green apple looks much I would think of an apple like the kind of the royalty and what? then the pepper is kind of like you and me what <laughs> so it's still nice but just I, I think see, the apple is I don't know I just think there's something well an apple will pretty much always look the same it'll be circular whereas a pepper it changes its look slightly and well how does it it looks exactly the same no but it's so, no you clearly don't cook enough with peppers peppers look <laughs> <laughs> peppers look slightly different uh, every time every time you get them okay they're very mm. similar but I think there's like different bumps in them and they're well, just very interesting the same there can be different bumps and stuff in them I would not want a bumpy apple <laughs> I wouldn't mind a bumpy pepper <laughs> <laughs> if you saw an apple that had a big bump yeah, on it, you yeah. wouldn't go near it, would you? No, I know, but like, if, big no, bumpy I don't pepper. mean like a big bump. I just mean it's, you know, it might curve in a different place or like. That's a bump. 
Okay, a curve in a different place. A- apples are meant to be spherical. They're meant to be like a ball. Whereas a pepper, you, you can have different a heights. Pepper looks better than an apple. I definitely do. No, that's just not right. It is. <laughs> a pepper looks better than an apple. Okay, well, guys, <laughs> can you settle this debate? We will ask you on Instagram. Let us know what you think looks better. A green pepper or a green apple? Not like... do a little poll. Not what would you rather eat? No, 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 no. No, it's not about eating. It's about what looks better. Yeah, what looks better. But if we were, were on the topic... Sam, Sam's quote was that a green pepper is like a green apple that's basically dressed up a little bit. With nicer clothing on. With nicer clothing on, yeah. So, yeah, basically, guys, which one looks better? Green apple or green pepper? And Peppers that will finalise our five a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we finished on fruit or fruit and vegetable. That is true. That is true. That's where this analogy came Wait. from. Peppers are vegetable, is it? Fruit. It's got seeds. Oh, flipping egg. Oh my gosh! I watched something recently on TikTok where someone was like, "Okay, but tomatoes are fruit. Oh, no. Why don't we put it in fruit salads? That'd be flipping horrible." Well, exactly. So then it's like it's not. We it is a fruit. But then, yeah, I think peppers are still vegetables. Yeah, I, I personally I'm would Google it. would put them in the vegetable category. Is or are Grandma Lucy are peppers a fruit? That's what, that's what it's but then, about. what's interesting? Every kind of pepper, from the bell pepper to the jalapeno, fits the bill as a fruit and not a vegetable. Well, we were wrong. Well, we were wrong. <laughs> Shall I ask Google what looks better, a green apple or a green pepper? Yeah, see what Google says. Oh, gosh. Um, what looks better, a green You're about to witness pepper. history here, everyone. <laughs> green apple. You're about to hear me be right. That is history in the making. Yeah, but I don't think Google's going to answer this question. It's just It just comes up with images. Okay. It doesn't. It's talking about taste. But I bet. Not. I bet it's amazing images of peppers rather than apples. Um, what are the images of? Oh look! Look, a pepper and an apple right next to each other. There you go. Yeah. No. Aren't they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a picture of peppers oh, right, and a okay. picture of apples. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Green apples. It's so much better. Anyway, we're going to move on from this topic because it is boring to listen to. Um, <laughs> but let us know, guys. What do you think looks better, a green apple or green pepper? So, thank you, Sam, for sharing them. Um, could you just quickly sum up and just say each one what, what yep. we went over? would love to. So, uh, my first one would be just a morning routine, uh, just getting some sort of uh, habit and something consistent in place that you do every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is just gaming with friends, uh, mm-hmm. doing something socially online. Uh, third one would just be fitness, um, mm-hmm. doing either things in sort of a team sport or actually just running, um, going for a jog or doing some sort of indoor workout, yeah. something like that. Um, playing musical instruments. And mm-hmm. uh, the last one would be just cooking or sort of creating some sort of meal. Nice. With green peppers. With green pe- with good looking green peppers. <laughs> what I was also thinking is you can yeah. put apples in, you know, you do like apple and sausage, like you roast yeah, some. Yeah, that's true. You roast some apples with your sausage, that's quite nice. Yeah, that is nice. But I prefer peppers still. Okay. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me. coming on the podcast. I hope you guys are encouraged by that talk. Obviously, we went on a bit of a tangent on many places, actually. <laughs> That is, that is our, you've had an insight into our marriage that is tangents galore. Um, but thank you so much for sharing those five things and just coming on and thank talking you. about your own experiences. And, you know, I think it's really great to just, yeah, get people like you sort of coming on and talking about it and being aware of it. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for doing the podcast as well. I know it's going to be helpful for so many people. So Aww. thank you for doing this and having me on. It's been a real yeah. honour and a privilege. Well done. You read my lines correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take payment later. all right see you later Bye. bye well i hope you enjoyed that interview um i thought that we might end up going on some tangents and yeah i mean hopefully it made you smile in places but also encouraged you and um yeah i hope you're all having a really good day please remember to give us a rating if you can on apple podcast that really just helps us out in getting the word out with this podcast subscribe so we can show up in your podcast when a new episode comes live every monday and follow us and get involved on social media at emotional health podcast and remember 
let us know what you think looks better green pepper or green apple hope you guys have a really great week and i'll be back next week with another episode bye